Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty then. So, this evening... I thought we would talk about, uh, actually first, before we get into that, let's, let's talk about uh, our plans, right? Because some people are going to be curious. Um, so we talked and we decided that, you know, we like Twitch um, and we like the podcast, but we don't like Twitch and the podcast. Um, we don't like the live stream of the Twitch. Well, so the thing is, is over the last few months, like Twitch has become like such a large portion of what we're doing now right? because we're streaming so much. So we're going to reel back Twitch a bit. And part of that is canceling this live stream. Um, We're still going to be on Twitch. So of course, if anybody who listens to the podcast wants to come over to Twitch uh, and join in the conversations and have conversations, because we're going to start incorporating more of these like podcasty type questions and conversations into the Twitch streams. We're just not going to do an isolated Twitch stream for the podcast. If that makes any sense. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to try to get better at interacting on the socials, medias, um, with the things so people can start talking to us. And hopefully we can get the ball rolling on this thing. And, and if not, hey, it is what it is. It's still fun to do and it gives us a chance to talk about some stuff. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as the Twitch live stream portion goes. But for tonight's conversation, we are going to have the fight of the ages. Um the never-ending struggle of man versus woman relations. Okay. So, we talk about, uh, and I think we've, we've hinted in and around this quite a bit, um, like we do with most of our topics, um, but I'd say. like to do a little bit more of a focused conversation on men versus women, right? And okay. where they're coming in relationships, their perspective, their thought processes, uh, their priorities. Right, because we have talked about um, a lot of that stuff in the past before, and I'd like to just highlight all of that quite a bit. Okay. Um, so, from a man's perspective, looking at a relationship, right? Um, and I, I can't speak for all men because I'm not all men, but for me especially, my primary concern when I'm looking for a woman to date or getting into a relationship is companionship and Aside from companionship, um, you know, the ability to mother children, to, um, you know, take care of me and my home and my life, right? Um, And I think we've talked about this a bit in the past. We might even have an episode on it where uh, my perspective is that a woman makes everything, takes raw materials and crafts it into something, right? Yes. Uh, A woman is a craftsman of life. Whereas a man's job is to go procure things, uh, right? Um, you bring them food. I cook it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, when you get into the, um, the conversation bit of, okay, what is it we're really talking about when we talk about a man versus a woman and how those, those weights sit differently in a relationship and have this duality of perspective that happens quite a bit. Uh, especially for me, right? Like I spend so much of my time away from the home, um, you know, making money, making plans, doing all these things that when I come home, 
Um, I don't necessarily want to be involved in everything that's going on, but I need to be included in everything that's going on. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It sounds kind of weird, but... Um, yeah, so for me, I, when I'm looking at a relationship, I'm looking for somebody who's stable, um, intelligent, and independent enough to be able to do those core tasks as they need in order for you know, that dichotomy to work, right? Because I can't be in two places at once, so I need somebody to take care of this stuff back home. Um, coming from a woman's perspective, what is it you're looking for in a long-term mate, I guess? Or what should a woman be looking for in a long-term um, mate? I mean, I guess for aesthetics aside, yeah, because we all know that how you look to an extent matters um, to start that initial conversation. Um, But for me, it's, I need to see the stability. If this individual that I'm showing some interest in doesn't portray or come across as somebody that could take care of me and my children and support a household. And I know it's a lot to ask of a man, but I'm old-fashioned in the sense where I feel like that's a man's role and that's a man's job. Not that I don't have things that I should bring to the table, thus taking care of the home and child-rearing and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm looking for a man that's stable, that has potential to be um, someone who is ambitious, is a hard worker. I mean, stability is just, it's a really big one. You know, I can love you until the ends of the earth, but if you're going to be somebody that's going to sit around on your butt and not provide for the house and not do anything constructive or help with kids or anything, um, I'm just setting myself up for disaster, you know? So I kind of go into it with a lot of questions and And it's kind of unusual that I'm always analyzing this individual that's sitting across from me while he eats his steak, right? Over third or fourth date type dinner. And it's, okay, this is, at this point, I know what his job is. I know what he does. He's already talked about some of his future goals, what he wants out of life, um, or me, and vice versa. And um, I'm painting that picture in my head. Is this someone that can take care of me? Is this someone that can provide for future children or current children. Is this somebody that's going to be moving towards future goals? Does he have a, a life plan, a future plan? Does he have dreams? Does he have, you know, and keeps you from uh, dating the next drug dealer that's uh, going to be sitting in back alleys most nights. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you mentioned a few things, and I'd like to go back and, and just clarify or at least get a little bit more perspective on. So mm-hmm. you say, uh, you know, Initial aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how important for the general female population is aesthetics for men, for men, right? Like, if I'm a guy, I'm a young guy, I'm a single guy, I'm trying to get into the dating scene, like, how important is it to be aesthetically pleasing, right? Um, in the general population. I know that there's there's flavors for everybody and everybody's yeah. got their thing, right? Like, there's girls that like the dad bod thing and then there's girls that, you know, want a guy who's... Like the bodybuilders. Who's a little fluffy, right? And then yeah. there's the girls who, like, want the dude with like this, the rock packed abs and you know right. all that jazz right like I get that there's flavors for everybody but for the general population how important is looking aesthetically pleasing so 
based on the majority of women I've met throughout my life, um, for at least 80% of them, it's a ginormous big deal. Yeah. Um, looks are huge. They're, they can be kind of... Uh, Say it. I don't, I don't know how to put it. Um, shallow? Shallow, yeah. Um, because they expect, even if... Okay, we're, we're going to use the, the 10 scale, which I know everybody hates. Um, but even if, say, this woman is on a six on this scale, she still expects an eight or better. Um, women think very highly of themselves and what they believe that they deserve most of the time. No, not all um, women, but... But a good perf- yeah. a good portion of them. Um, so aesthetics, aesthetics are very important. So if they see a cute guy in the bar and his friend who's not as cute buys them a drink and wants to get to know him, they're not going to bother giving him the time of day like, ah, yeah, no, your nose is too big or I don't like your haircut or, you know, it's... You don't drive a nice enough car. Right, and it tends to be small things, which has been one of the many reasons I have a hard time spending a lot of quality time with other women because I don't like their approach to basic things like that in life. Um, But for me, it's more of a... I have to find some kind of initial attraction um, to get a conversation going. But if the, he's cute, but he's not smoking, but he still comes over and talks to me and he can crack a joke, I'm sold. I'm, I'm done. Because aesthetics, I need to be attracted to you. Yeah. Because attraction is important. Sex is important. Um, touch and intimacy and all that is very important. But you don't have to be a 10 on the Richter scale to pull that off. If you are cute enough for me to find that initial attraction, that little bit, and you can come in rolling with a fantastic sense of humor, which is kind of one of my weaknesses, or um, you roll in with that that good little bit of charm and you're like, yeah, I'm not cute, but uh, I'm totally worth it. Give me five minutes and I'll tell you all the amazing things about me and then just make it funny or... I find out that you're the geeky, nerdy guy that has a really stable job and already has your own house. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Aesthetics can be a lot more for some people yeah. than it is for others. So, you you bring up another point of status, right? And oh, yeah. Status and worth. So, and I've seen this a lot in like meme culture and stuff like that nowadays where people are talking about, you know, uh, a man's worth is depicted by the what he gives to society right right um do you think that holds true even from like going back into when you were younger and you know heavily in the dating scene and all that jazz like was it true then too like it is highlighted now oh absolutely i mean even in my early 20s i wasn't going to date a guy that was jobless even if it was just arby's if you were going every day you were working overtime you were busting your ass you got your bills paid and you showed a drive to promote yourself and work harder or maybe you were going to college but had a part-time job that's ambitious you know what I mean and that's still a status um, of stability so for like I said before I'm, I'm looking initially for somebody that's gonna be stable enough that they don't need to be riding my coattails to get by in life I don't want a moocher boyfriend that's sitting on my couch eating everything out of my kitchen while I work a nine-to-five you know, so you've so. Already, you've mentioned the term stable like a bunch of times, right? And yeah. you talk about like um, stable emotionally, stable financially, stable um, 
in ambition, you know, like somebody who's not a dreamer but is actually capable of achieving their desires, right? But you need those dreams um, as well. Yeah, you can't there. necessarily be the guy who's happy about working in a cubicle in a back corner for the rest of his life, right? right? Like you can't be, not that there's anything wrong necessarily with that, but you want to see that somebody's willing to excel and push themselves, right? Right. Um, so it seems like stability and the ability to provide um, and provide for their family yeah, right. right thanks Ryan. is is a it seems to be a major component um for from the women mindset right is i need somebody who's going to be able to protect me protect my family and all that jazz is that i believe that women without knowing it are biologically driven to search for somebody that's going to protect them and take care of them yeah. um, because if they can do that for you they can do that for your children and it's a means of survival, realistically. Is, is one form of stability better than another? Like, let's say there's a guy who may not be the most financially stable, but he's emotionally stable and mature. And, you know, he's, I wouldn't even say mature as I'm like, he's just old fashioned, but like, he doesn't seem unhinged. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but if he's so, driven and has goals, sure, so, I can help him excel yeah. as in a partnership. You want to get somewhere, but you're not quite there yet. I'm your girl. I will help you get there. I will, See, I will help I you like... reach those goals and, and excel in life. And I feel like a lot of couples, if they spent time working on that together, that's fine. That's why I said earlier, when they've got that potential, you can see that early on, whether or not another person yeah. is willing to make that, that improvement or somebody who's just stagnant and, eh, I'm fine the way I am. But I feel like that uniqueness, like that, that craving of or that, that drive to help somebody yeah. is unique to you. Like, not so much like it is for most women, I feel like, at least the perception, you know, commonly, most women want a man who's already made it, right? Or so far along the path that there's not going to require much work from them. Right. Versus you who, you're about the struggle. You're about jumping in with somebody who, and you want to help them achieve rather than just be there when they achieve. Right. Do you feel like, I feel like most women are, aren't like that. Most women are like. No, they want you established ahead of time. That's what I meant earlier when I said some can be rather shallow. You have to be fully established. So it's the, for me, I guess my definitions are, are not very clear. My definition of stability versus established are a little different. So stability in the sense that you've got your things together. Like I said, you could be working at Arby's in their drive-through, but you're working those extra hours and you've got goals to go do this, that, and the other, and you've been saving up money and you've been dropping applications other places and you're, or you're going to school to get training and things like that. Um, to me, that's still stable. That's very ambitious. That's that potential that I'm looking for if you're not already there. If you're already there, that's just a bonus. But a lot of women out there nowadays want somebody that's, even if they're jobless or even if they're still like, I don't know, a low-key secretary in a job they've had for the last 10 years and they're not going anywhere. They want a man that's fully established and making a lot of money and has all of his fancy cars and houses already. They don't want to help him get there and build that life together. They want it already set up for them and yeah. gifted to him on a silver platter. So, and my argument is, and it seems kind of juvenile to be like, that's not fair, but I feel like <laughs> it's, I don't really know another way to phrase it. Of mm -hmm. Like, why would I, as a high-achieving man, who's mm -hmm. going places in my life, who's put in the work and the time and the effort to excel and get to where I'm at, why would I want another burden in my life? Exactly. I don't. I don't. I want somebody who's going to be there, who's going to, who's 
maybe not just as ambitious as me because I do feel like for men they do kind of have to feel like they have their that little the, bit more that they're at the top of the pile. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. But I don't want dead weight in my life. I want no. somebody who's going to be able to contribute. And that was what I was alluding to earlier: is I don't want if if I'm a fucking CEO of a business and I make fucking you know millions of dollars a year, I'm not going to want a fast food worker who might have a big ass you know what i mean like right. it's sure will it be fun for a couple of nights sure is that somebody i'm gonna <laughs> want to build a life with no not at all not even a little bit like and i definitely don't want somebody who's unhinged right so the argument seems kind of counterintuitive to me of if you want something you need to why would you not try to make that of yourself right exactly if, you don't want to demand of someone else what you're not willing to put in right. or bring to the table as well. And I'm and I think that's that's fair on on both sides of the fence, right? Like if I'm if I'm a guy and I'm looking for something in the in life, I'm not going to or looking for and I have certain character traits that I lead or certain character traits that I'm trying to establish like in myself, I'm not going to accept less from somebody else in my life, right? right? But I feel like that and again, it may be public perception because we're outside the dating pool and we don't really know, but I feel like that's not acceptable anymore, right? A, a man can't demand from a woman what a woman can demand from a man oh, absolutely. without facing some kind of scrutiny absolutely. or backlash. And it's, or, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And there's way too many women out there that either were raised with this knowledge. Yeah, or um, it's been preached to them with the wrong friends or working in the wrong community of women. And it's just not, it's not practical. It's not factual. Yeah. And realistically, that's why the majority of them end up divorced or single. That's why it's, it's refreshing to me when I see the, the counter memes out there or the counter tweets and stuff that are like, women are like, if you want to be treated like a queen, you need to treat him like a king. If you want to be treated like a king, you need to treat her like a queen. Right. right. Like you get out what you put what you in. Put in. And that goes for relationships as much as it does anything else, right? Mm -hmm. Circling back to something that I think is, is important and not very well highlighted by a lot of people is the way you treat yourself should be better than you treat anybody else, right? Yeah. And if you're not willing to give yourself love and take care of yourself, why would I want to take care of you, right? Mm -hmm. That just seems like a recipe for disaster, right? If you're not willing to put in the time and effort to exercise and eat right and get you know, dressed for the day, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that, but I, I meant more like on a more existential level, right? Not yep. so like superficial and, but like legitimately, do you love yourself as much as you possibly can? Because if you don't love yourself, why should I ever start to love you, right? Because you don't care enough about yourself why would you expect anybody else to care about you? And then it isn't until you learn to start loving yourself. You have to be worth loving. That's the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. there's that whole body positivity stuff where they're like, you love you for who you are. Okay, yes, absolutely. Accept the things you can't change. But are there things about you that could be better? Then they should be better. Exactly. Why, why would you accept? You're not going to accept less from your partner. Why would you accept less from yourself? Exactly. Right? I get that you're, you know, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight and it's hard, but do the work, right? And when you do the work, you'll attract the type of people you want in your life. 
And when you, when you demand more of the people you surround yourself with, you will become more inherently because of the people you're around yourself with. Nobody wants to be the dumbest person in the room. No. Nobody wants to be the slowest person in the group. So when you surround yourself with high-performing people who want to be the best, it will guide you on a path to become better. And when you are better, you attract people who are better for you. And that's the whole thing. Like, I get it. Like, I'm a lazy piece of shit, right? Like, I don't really want to do a whole lot more than I absolutely have to to kind of get through the day. But I also understand that if I want the results that I want out of my life, I've got to put the work in for it, right? There's a reason why I exercise five to six days a week. There's a reason why I study regularly and religiously. There's a reason why, you know, I spend time thinking, contemplating, and, you know, being introspective on ways that I can improve because I don't want to become stagnant. I don't want to be that person who's... One of the best quotes was ever given to me. I was really young, and my mentor told me, whenever you're coming up on any decision in your life and you're trying to decide whether or not you want to do something, think forward to when you're on your deathbed. And when you're on your deathbed and you're dying and you know it's the end and there's nothing you can do about it, are you going to regret making or not making that decision? And if you are, you need to change it, right? Think about it. Like, think forward 30, 40 years and go, am I going to regret making this decision or am I going to regret not taking this opportunity? And if you are, and you know, you know, deep down, you know, then you need to change it. Right? Like make the decision that's going to live that. And that's the whole no regrets thing, right? Like it's not an excuse to be an asshole. It's, it's, a, it's a methodology to try to live the most you can out of your life and be the best you can. Because you only got one shot at it. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, even if you believe in reincarnation, you're not going to be you when you come back, right? You're, when, no matter where you go or what you believe in, it's, this is it. This is what you got. This is what you know you're going to have, right? Why not live every day? to the max potential and aim for tomorrow to be better than today. And if, if that's the case for yourself, then you should demand that from the person who's in your life. Even if, you know, and we talk a lot in reference to male and women, uh, male heterosexual relationships, right? We talk a lot about those. And that's because that's where we come from and that's what, that's, that's our what life know. and that's yeah. what we know, right? I, I'm not gay and don't, despite what some people may think, I'm not gay. <laughs> Right? I don't, He's pretty. I'm not attracted to men and nothing against people who do that. It's just not for me, right? Um, but I don't know how they think. I got to imagine it can't be that much different. And it can't be that much different because we're all human, right? And at your core, you need to think about that. And you need to realize that. Like that person who's sitting across from you, whether you think they're attractive or not, they are human. They, they matter to somebody, even if they don't matter to you or not going to matter to you in a couple of minutes because the date was a shambles or whatever, right? Don't leave them with a bad taste for you, right? Be a good person, and who knows? Maybe you find something. Like, you mentioned something earlier about humor, right? Mm-hmm. And how that is an endearing quality for you that yes. can rise above a lot of other defaults, right? Oh, yeah, if, absolutely. If you're boring as shit, or, you know... A, sense, a good sense of humor can make you ten times cuter. Right, like, <laughs> all right, so you may be a little fluffy, but you're funny as fuck, so hey, we exactly. go on with you, right? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, and you've mentioned it before, where... Like, God, dude looks goofy as fuck. Yeah. But he can sing. Oh, right? yeah. And oh, that's, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. It's a golden, right? Like That's another you, one. Yep. Everybody's got that thing. Yeah. Right? And everybody's got that thing that they're attracted to, and everybody's got that thing that about them that's attractive. Right? 
Um, it's just finding what that is for the person who's sitting across from you and then making the decision, the conscious decision to explore it from a position of genuineness. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a word. I'm making it a word. Genuine, uh, genuinity, Gen- whatever. You know what the fuck I'm saying to say <laughs> being genuine. Right. Yes. And, and like starting from the get go about being open and honest, honestly. Right. It, it's just be the best version of you for you and you'll attract the type of people that you want in your life and that's why it amazes me and and frustrates me when people talk about like they should look pretty or they should do this or they should do that right like i know plenty of people who make a bunch of money and they're pricks right yeah and i know a bunch of people who are super nice and dirt fucking poor yeah right and i know people who are like super fucking funny but some of the most awkward fucking people you'll ever meet in your life right like i've met all sorts of you know flavors and colors and variations of human beings and they're all unique in their own way right i mean guess we're all we're not all unique we're all slowly decaying bags of meat honestly (laughs) but you know everybody's different and you're gonna find the one but i think everybody's preoccupation with what the person across from the table you is Mm -hmm. that they forget to take the time to look in the mirror yeah, they're and, so preoccupied with what are you bringing to the table versus yeah. what am I bringing to the table. Right. The best thing you can do while you're single is work on you and make you the best version of you to take into a relationship. Be what you are looking for See, but across I that table. I, I, I want to put a very important caveat to this, though, is that journey doesn't stop when you're with somebody no there's often there's a lot of times where you'll find people who they're dating right so they're going to work out really hard and they're going to eat really good and they're going to take care of themselves and they're going to be like they're going to do all the things you're supposed to do anyway and then it's the oh i'm married oh now i'm married so i'm going to give up and now i'm dating somebody so i don't have to get so i get to give Uh up so and then they put on weight and they they become the per they they're no longer the person that the person across the table them were it fell in love with because right. they're like, ah, I won. I got my ring. I did my whatever. Right. You still have to but work to keep it. No, it's <laughs> what is it about you that the person across from you fell in love with? Exactly. And do your best to keep that, to never lose that yeah. and improve on it and become better than yes. where you were before. Right. Like yes. I know for me, um, I honestly, I don't know what it is that you've, found attractive about me that you that you were like yep that's the one you know i don't know i don't know and honestly i've never really asked because it doesn't really matter it really doesn't regardless of what you saw in me right you chose me so now it's my job it's my duty it's my my sworn quest i guess i don't know i don't know what kind of fucking other cliche statement you can make up (laughs) is because i found you and i value you and i love you my job every day is to be better today than I was yesterday. Because no matter what I do, I know there's there's that voice in the back of my head that says that I'm not good enough, right? Which sounds really negative on its surface. And it's very not true. But it's it's not, right? It Because it's a driving factor for me. For some people, it's very much a negative because that voice is very loud and they can't yeah. quiet it down. But for me, it's a driving factor. For me, it's saying, okay, well, then let's get better. Let's get to a point where, you know, where you deserve to have her in your life. And again, it's not a self-pity thing. It's not a sadness thing. It's, it's honestly, it's, you know, it's a driving factor for me to continue pushing myself to become better, to become 
you know, faster, stronger, smarter, whatever, whatever the, that verb is that happens to be today. Um, you know, I guess that's not a verb, it's, a, it's an adjective, but whatever. Um, you know, the, the word <laughs> Words are hard that's going to keep driving me forward so that I can become the best version of me. And I've seen it, you know, practice. I know I see it happen in the mirror. And I don't mean like the literal mirror is as I progress in my life, I can see it almost motivates you to, to strive to become better in your own right. And the Absolutely. things that you, do. you should be able to motivate each other. Well, I don't mean like the surface motivation. I mean, like as I progress in life, right? So like, yeah, the more fit I become, the more dedicated I come to doing things or picking up hobbies or doing whatever, yeah. you become invested in that and it drives, yes. and I can see you become like, for example, two years ago, or a year ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it was that I started getting on my big workout health kick thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I started doing that, un- like, it doesn't seem related, but it really was, you started kicking up on yours too and you started getting really healthy you're like i'm not going to let him well cuz i had you know. already i've already been on this health kick journey mm-hmm. for a long time and i've been trying to get you to that point so once you hit that point and i knew you were only going to do it if you really wanted to i was like okay now i get to kick it up a notch you know because yeah. i'm not going to let you show me up you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which would be really easy for you to do. So, uh, you know, it just motivated me to, okay, time to push even harder. Because why not? So when I, and like two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. When I was like, you know what, I'm tired of it. I'm going to get my fucking financial house in order. And I started looking at investing. And I started looking at Mm -hmm. budgeting and savings and stuff like that. You picked up that half of the ball too. And you're like, okay, well then let's get this knocked out, right? So every time that I've stepped it up in life. Like you've been right there beside me and you picked up your game too. So as I progress forward, you're progressing there with me. And it's that, um, and I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it is a competitive thing, right? And I don't know, maybe that's the, the duality that exists within our relationship that makes it work is mm, maybe. as, as I compete hard, right? You want to compete harder, right? And you want to keep going because you're not going to, you don't ever want to be in the position. And that, that might be the true motivator is you don't ever want to be in the position where you feel like you're the non-contributing member of the house right yeah no i absolutely despise that that was the hardest part about me giving up my job and becoming a stay-at-home mom is not feeling like i was a contributing member i've always had a job i've always had money i've always you know taken care of my bills and taken care of things and you know found ways to make things work yeah so not being able to do that i had to find other ways to feel like i was contributing so the more I could do and the more ideas you brought to my head with the more you started doing, the more I felt like I was contributing and it just kept going. Yeah, and it kind of snowballed. One thing led to another, led to another, yeah. led to another. Until I do want to touch on one thing though um, and rewind just a little bit before I lose the thought because I know I will. Um, I had a conversation with our two oldest kids mm-hmm. the other day um, because every time I remind our daughter that she needs to start wearing deodorant every day, I get the the huffiness and the eye roll and the why do I have to do it and blah, blah, blah. So I sat them down and explained to them that first impressions are everything and started talking about them to them about the person they show to the world, to the rest of the world. Um, And the more effort you put into yourself, 
the more other people are likely to see you as, oh, they take care of themselves, oh, they put effort into themselves, which means they'll put effort into me. Versus if you walk out of the house looking like you just rolled out of bed, like a schlub, you don't bother, you don't try, you didn't even look in the mirror before you left the house, other people are gonna see that and they perceive that as you don't take care of yourself, which means you're not gonna take care of me, thus not being worthy of their time. And our daughter snapped back with a, well, that shouldn't matter and people shouldn't be so judgy. And I said, true, but they are. And frankly, it's not a wrong assumption because if you're not willing to take care of yourself, you're not gonna be willing to take care of somebody else. Yep. Like you have to be willing to put in that effort. And I constantly tell them that this isn't a, you wear your jammies when you go to the store. You don't do that. You get dressed in the morning, you get dressed for the day. And it's the phrase I'm sure the kids are sick of hearing, it's called always presentable. Is my phrase I grew up with, it's the phrase I roll with now, always presentable. You're not gonna open the door to the mail guy or to a neighbor who all of the last sudden at the last minute needs your help, still wearing your damn pajamas. You know what I mean? Always presentable. You don't leave the house if you haven't looked in the mirror. You don't walk a foot outside that door unless you've brushed your hair or brushed your teeth. You need to put in that little bit of effort so that other people will see that they're going to be important to you because you're important to One you. One of the good quotes that I, uh, I heard somebody say a couple months ago, and it's kind of been stewing in the back of the brain pot, is uh, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Yes. Right? So if you don't take the time to brush your teeth properly, you don't take the time to brush your hair, you don't take the time to wash your face, you don't take the time like... Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to take the time to do the little things the right way, mm -hmm. chances are pretty good that when I need you to do something important, you're not going to do, do it, it right. the right way. Yeah, yeah, and this is what instilled the, I told the kids they need to make their bed every day. Yeah. And it's not just throw the blankets back and throw your pillows back up on the bed. You need to actually make your bed. And I can't remember what military guy it was that made that speech a, ages um, ago. It was a, a Navy admiral. Yeah, admiral. and that the most important thing you could ever do was make your bed. Because and no matter that was the how one bad thing your day is, you've you accomplished could, something. You've always accomplished something and you can come home to a freshly made bed. Right, and if you're willing to put in that kind of effort and the, the dedication you put into something as simple as making your bed, you're more likely to put in that dedication and effort into everything else you do the rest of the day. Yeah. And my parents, and this prior to this speech that I heard is, and putting two and two together, that was the one thing my parents were big on. You make your bed in the morning. I don't care if your room's still a mess, but you will make your bed every day. And they taught us how to make it because they were both in the military and it was, this is how you fold the corners. And we all hated it. And it, we thought it was stupid and this, that, and the other. But ever since then, I mean, even when I moved out and I had my own apartment and no one ever came over, I still made my, my bed every day. Because it just... That, it, it's weird to think that that one thing can have such a big impact on the rest of your day or the rest of your life or how you do things. But, I mean, now it makes sense why they do it in basic training. Why do you have to teach them how to make a bed? Why is that important even in the military? Because it is. Well, so... It teaches a lot of things. At least from my time in the military, right? Like, I remember... Um, when you had to shine your boots and start your uh -huh. uniforms and do all this stuff, right? It like, seems silly. You could see a dirt bag from a mile away. Because it, oh, yeah. it was that guy who didn't take care of himself, right? Yep. And you knew that you didn't give him the important jobs. Right. Because you knew if, he was gonna if it, it was a job that was mission critical, could not fail, uh -huh. you never gave it to that guy. You nope. gave him the job that it could take his time. It doesn't really matter. Like, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You focused on the dude who looked the part, knew the part, like was squared the fuck away. Yep. And I think that exists in the civilian world very Absolutely. much so, right? Like, it's it's partially the fake it till you make it stuff. It's also partially the, are you willing to put the work in, in yourself? You know, I think it's a valuable thing to bring up and, and for people to stew on, at least until next week, because we're pretty bumping over on time. But Yeah. <laughs> um, I think something for people to stew on um, is, do you love yourself? And yep. if you don't love yourself, why? Yep. And then change that. Yes. Right? If you don't love the way you look, change the way you look. Yep. Right? It, honestly, it's it's super, it, it seems super simple and super superficial, but it isn't. It really does matter because mm-hmm. as you learn to love yourself, you learn to grow who you are you and you learn to, to accept yourself. Better. You learn to yep. be able to look past all of the little things that you wouldn't have, you know, yep. six months ago, nine months ago, years ago. Uh, and it's a slow journey and it never stops, right? You're going to be constantly working because once you find the joy in self-improvement, mm-hmm. it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. Yep. And somewhere along the way, you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you're not the person that you used to be and you're okay with it. Yep. And it right? genuinely makes you feel better when you put the effort into yourself you just feel better. Like the days I don't feel motivated at all to work out are the days I need to work out the most. Yeah. Because when you don't feel motivated, you know, fuck motivation. You just have to do it. You have to have the willpower to just get up and do it. And when you do it though, even on the day you didn't want to, it's that much more rewarding. And I feel that much better. And then my day's more productive. In the, in the words of one of my famous coworkers, Uh uh, fuck motivation. Discipline yep. is everything. Discipline. Discipline is everything. Everyone always tells you, well, you got to have the motivation. You got to find the motivation. No, you don't. Fuck motivation. You're not going to be motivated every day. You're going to have days where you feel anything but. But you've got to have the determination. You've got to have the willpower. And you've got to have the want to. And that want needs to be for you and not anybody else. else. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the, uh, the moral of the story tonight is... Uh... Don't be shallow. <laughs> No, it's, it's... That was a joke. The moral of the story really is um, look for others. Look in others the qualities that you want in yourself. Yes. Um, and really at the end of the day, um, though men and women are different, and they're going to be different, um, the core is that we really, we really just want somebody um, to, to share our life with and not to be a burden. Um, the, the surface level stuff shouldn't matter though it does. Um, and as you, you start your quest with yourself, you'll, you'll figure out what it is you value in the person sitting across the table from you. And through that time that you'll, you'll figure it out along the way, I guess. Yep. And either way, we're here for you. So you got questions, concerns, gripes, complaints, want us to cover things, you know where to find us. And I can't remember who said it or what or why or where it's from, but uh, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.